The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast. We brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Monsignor, in 1959, who continue the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we are commemorating the 48th anniversary of the Bologo Branch Church in Pikawai, Mindanao, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. 
We praise and thank the Lord for Pastor Hannibal Espero and Ms. Deborah Espero, our faithful pastor and help me standing fast for the name of Jesus and overseeing the gospel work in the Balogo area. May the good Lord bless the anniversary service as the saints and friends gather together to hear the word of God and join together for sweet fellowship one with another. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Han will start off today's telecast with the uplifting song, Be Thou My Vision. They will be able to come by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Yes, saints and friends, the Lord is our light and salvation. He is our vision that helps us to see beyond our burdens and cares and to lean upon His everlasting arms. There we are surrounded by His love, and it is in His arms where our help, strength, and victory awaits. Please follow along and sing with the choir as though you see the words appear on your screen.
The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song, Remind Me, Dear Lord. At times, we may forget the blessings, love and care that our Lord and Savior bestows on us each and every day. May this song, Remind Me, Dear Lord, serve as a gentle reminder of His great goodness and mercy, for He made the supreme sacrifice by dying on the cross of Calvary for the sins of this world, so that we may all have the promise of eternal life. Our solace for today is Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., who will give the Lord all the praises and glory singing the song, When I Get Carried Away. Doing his background music will be Christy Hahn on the piano, Associate Pastor Marlon of being on the bass, and Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Sproat Sr. and Mason Asano singing on the guitars. Through the signs in the heavens above and the earth beneath, the second coming of the Lord is near at hand. 
Accept him as your personal Savior today so that you too may get carried away with the Lord when he returns in clouds of glory. I'm gonna let the glory roll when the roll is called in glory. I'm gonna get beside of myself when I get beside the king that day. I'm gonna have the time of my life when the time of my life is over. I'm gonna get it carried away when I get carried away. Well, I don't know why I came little, little shy when I get around a whole lot of people. And I can't figure out why I never can shout about the love that floods my soul. I must confess I can't express the feeling down inside me. The things I know and cannot show one day will overflow. I'm gonna let the glory roll when the roll is calling for it. I'm gonna get beside of myself when I get beside the great bad day. I'm gonna have the time of my life when the time of my life is over. I'm gonna get it carried away when I get carried away. clouds and I shout so loud it may sound like thunder. My fearful eyes may fill the skies until it looks like rain. As I leave this world past the gates of birth to stand before the Savior, I love my soul, let the glory roll, but from roll he calls my name. I'm gonna let the glory roll when the roll When the time of my life is over, I'm gonna get carried away. When I get carried away, I'm gonna let the glory roll when the roll is called in glory. I'm gonna get beside of myself when I get beside the king that day. I'm gonna have the time of my life when the time of my life is over. I'm gonna get carried away. The church choir will now perform their final number entitled, All in the Name of Jesus. Our Lord is a great God, full of mercy and compassion. This song provides such comforting words. Here's an excerpt. Jesus, he's here, and he will show you the way. Jesus, he's all that you need today. It's all in the name of Jesus.
real blessed to have the church orchestra play the toe-tapping song titled, Tell It to Jesus. They will be accompanied by Tracy Asano on the flute, Hannah Asano and Makano Asano singing on the cellos, and Puavai Asano on the violin. Our Lord welcomes us with open arms to lay our burdens at the foot of the cross. Prayer is the strength of the gospel. It is prayer that moves the mighty hand of God, which moves the whole world. As you commit all of our cares and woes into the Lord's hands, in His own way and time, He will make a way of escape and turn all of our tests and trials into glorious victories. What a wonderful Lord we have. Saints in Harmony will now sing the song, He Set Me Free. We praise and thank the Lord that He set us free from sin and bondage when we heard the gospel and accepted Him as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord. We count it a blessing to be able to share the gospel of the kingdom of God with you on our weekly telecast. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and that Jesus is coming soon. Today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this song to our pastor and faithful helpmeet of the Logo Branch Church, who are none other than Pastor Hannibal and Mrs. Deborah Espera. May the good Lord continue to strengthen and preserve you all the days of your lives and shower you with blessings pressed down and overflowing. For your labor of love in the Lord's work is not in vain. Have a wonderful anniversary Sunday as you celebrate with the saints, family, and friends.
set me free. He set me free. And he broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. For glory to God, he set me free. Now I am climbing higher each day. set me free and he broke the bonds of prison for me i'm glory bound my jesus to see for glory to god he set me free goodbye to sin and things that unbound not of this world shall turn me around Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m on station KQTA-TV channel 515.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. 
If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Lenny K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to these telecasts and support the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hunt Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. My sermon entitled, What is Reverence? was prepared especially for you in hopes that it will motivate you to become partakers in Christ Jesus. The Lord's path is always a straight and narrow, and for many, it can appear to be a difficult and constant uphill climb. But take it on good authority that the easy downhill path will lead you directly into condemnation. It certainly would be an irreversible and distressful fate for anyone to hear the Lord say at judgment, I know you not. Don't enter in my rest. Therefore, may today's sermon encourage you to take matters into your own hands if you haven't already done so, and work on your salvation immediately. At the church of Caesarea, while Peter preached Jesus to the Gentiles, the Holy Ghost fell on all that heard the word. A baptism followed immediately, as you read in Acts 10, 47 to 48. Then Peter answered, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they them to tarry certain days. After all, the Holy Ghost will not save anyone but the name of Jesus' will. It was Jesus who shed his blood on the cross for the sins of the whole world. And only in the name of Jesus can one receive remission of sins. He's the only save for this lost and dying world. Thus we see the church at Philippi, the church at Corinth, the church at Ephesus, and the church at Galatia. We're baptizing the Christ as you read in Galatians, the third chapter, 27 verse. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The Colossians were buried with him in baptism too. Reading Colossians 2:12, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Let us read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born of water? 
To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter said in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only verification of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, without exception. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the name which is above every name in heaven and in earth, and of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Naturally, a question arises from many today regarding the use of Matthew 28:19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The truth is, there is not one record of an apostle baptizing a convert and repeating the words in Matthew 28:19. The name must be mentioned to fulfill all righteousness. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are merely titles. There is no promise of remission of sins or the promise of the Holy Ghost or the gift of healing in Matthew 28:19. The word name is in the singular, not plural. And his name is Jesus. As we read in Colossians 2:9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost dwelleth in Christ Jesus. Three manifestations, but one God. Our God is holy, merciful, and compassionate. He demands reverence for himself and all that he holds sacred. In order to hear the cry for reverence, one must begin at the first rung of the salvation ladder. Everything accomplished from this point on, like a loaf of bread, will have all the necessary ingredients reverence being included. What is reverence? Simply, television viewers, it is honor and respect that is felt or displayed. It is respect and esteem that is due to a superior or an elder. It is an affected or ingratiating regard for another's wishes, which means when you possess respect and reverence, you become capable of winning favor for another's wishes, thereby becoming pleasing. It is also when you intend or adopt in order to gain favor. Reverence can be seen in a gesture of respect such as a bow, a handshake, or even a smile. It is truly a bodily movement toward the positive direction. Reverence is respect and awe that is inspired by the dignity, wisdom, dedication, and talent of a person. Remember, the Lord in you through the power of the Holy Spirit blesses and makes one to be prosperous in that which is accomplished for the Lord. We are bonded together by the Holy Spirit and thereby see and know how the Lord works in and through us. Hence, we should have a great appreciation and respect to the end. Truly, the Holy Spirit arouses in us that deep respect, reverence, and fear of the Lord. Godly care not to offend the Lord. Reverence is profound, especially when it causes one to have both intellectual and spiritual depth an insight which can be difficult to understand. 
because it is so all-encompassing. Reverence helps us to adore, thereby enabling us to worship and honor, helps us to regard with reverent admiration and devotion, thereby enabling us to esteem our brother or sister. And reverence helps us to be extremely fond, thereby exercising the love of God that is found only in the righteousness of God. Reverence is a humble, fearful, caring inspiration, which we call awe, that is given by God unto those who yearn for all the truth through a teachable spirit. Yes, television viewers, saints and friends, hearing the cry for reverence is a two-way tool of the Lord's doing. First of all, He issues the cry for reverence that His people hear and obey. Secondly, He hears the cries from His people for reverence when things are not moving as they should. Let's look at Acts 10.35 and see for ourselves what godly reverence includes. It says, But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Today, everything is very fast-paced. We hardly have a chance to think about what we are doing. We have the new generation right on our heels and already taking over leadership. And most of them do not even have the benefit of having a religious background, much less the truth in their lives as a foundation. Consequently, the things that are happening reflect man's righteousness rather than God's own righteousness. Think on this for a second, TV viewers. No matter who you are or where you're from, all that is required individually to be accept the Lord God Almighty is to fear Him. And it's to have godly care, not to offend the Lord. And do, and I emphasize the do, so that you all know that it applies to every facet of one's total life, both physical and spiritual. Thus we have real approval, which comes directly from God and not man. Godly reverence leads to reverence for God's sacred word. The Lord always exhorted His people towards obedience. Read Deuteronomy 4, 1 through 2. Now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and to the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that ye may live, and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. God calls the word hearken to be used in these verses because God requires us to listen with respectful attention that we might hear and notice the big difference in what He has to offer as compared to what the world is offering. Now, you and I know that these verses were spoken several thousands of years ago to the Israelites. I ask you, do these very words pertain to us today? Of course they do. God alone sees into the future. He knew that in order for fallen man to be reinstated into his realm of friendship, they would have to experience his mercy and compassion. This could only come about by his continuing in the teaching of his laws and decrees and urging the people on to compliance. The statutes, charges, and instructions continue on even unto today. To lead and guide a person, in this case, a child of God in righteousness, holy and godly lives. Through obedience the Israelites realize the promise of inheriting the promised land. Today, obedience is still required, and that promised land is none other than heaven, God's abode. 
to the Jew born again Christian who is enduring in the gospel of the kingdom of God, the return of Jesus to rapture his bride home to heaven is a lively hope and a spiritual promised land. God's word is holy and sacred, and no matter what the Lord commands us to do, we should exhibit obedience, remembering who is speaking so that we don't augment or diminish his word in any way, shape, or form. In the natural life, we are all a part of, we are required to follow many rules, instructions, and laws. We should never let this become a confusing situation in our lives. Simply, God's word teaches us to obey the laws of the land. However, as an example, if we happen to reside in a state that has a law pertaining to consenting adults, that we ought to obey God rather than men. The reason this kind of law has been put on the books is to circumvent the original authority that the law had when it was taken from the Bible. Keep in mind that there is only one lawgiver. Let us read James 4.12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? As you read and learn about God's word, we can't help but become to understanding that God alone is our judge, our lawgiver, our king, and our only savior. No wonder many of laws today have no real effect. Man has taken the justice away from what the Lord had originally established. This is one of the reasons Jesus is coming back, and that is to straighten out the mess that man has created. The audacity of man is such that he has placed himself above the authority of God's word and even above the sovereignty of the almighty God. No wonder our Lord has spoken to his people to hear the cry for reverence. Woe to those who are responsible for adding or subtracting from the word of God. Read for yourselves in Revelation 22, 18 to 21. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things said, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Yes, viewers, you can't help but know for yourselves that reverence for God's word is taken lightly by the masses because of open disobedience. The willingness of scholars to augment and diminish God's word further exhibits a deliberate, if not intentional, attempt at seducing God's very own, if at all possible. From the very beginning, books of the Bible to the very last book, it is more than evident how the word of God is consistent, persistent, and always occurring to everyone that God's will must prevail. Look how simply the instruction is given in Deuteronomy 12.32. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. God's every word is pure. When we hear him and put our trust in him, he becomes our shield. Unless you want to be known as a liar and rebuked for it, don't add or subtract from God's sacred word. Our children are living in a fast-paced society. They have so many examples to learn their skills from, and it's just too bad that there appears to be a shortage of good and decent role models. People today can hardly utter three simple words without using one cuss word or another. My timely advice for everyone listening to this message is, saints, friends, television audience, 
God's last name is not damned. Let's not forget that the name of the Lord is to be reverenced. Matthew 6, 9 tells us, After this manner, therefore pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The word hallowed means holy and consecrated. His name is to be used in righteous and godly conversation by all. Disobedience itself will go hand in hand against fearing God and honoring his glorious name. Deuteronomy 28, 58, 59 tells us, If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of the long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. It's simple to understand. If we don't obey the will of God, then he will continue to allow us to be situated in the muck and mire of sin. Reverence is the honor that is due to the Lord's leaders. Hebrews 13, 7 says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. We have one goal in our hearts, and that is to be with you all when Jesus calls us to come up hither and be raptured home with him. While on the subject of honor to the Lord's leaders, let's remember that we must also have reverence for the rulers in the world. Romans 13, 1 to 2 informs us, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Simply, damnation is eternal separation from God. Reverence is honor and obedience for our parents. The Bible teaches in Leviticus 19.3, He shall fear every man his mother and his father and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Remembering who our God is, frequenting his schoolhouse on a regular basis, putting to practice that which we are taught and having the fear of God in our hearts, a loving care not to offend the Lord, will help us to be an active example of God's will. The Bible does teach us reverence for God and sacred things. We read in Exodus 3, 5, and he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Spiritually speaking, when we approach the Lord to do His will, the Lord wants us clean without spot or wrinkle from the doings in the world. And as we try to live spiritually, our earthly lives will conform. In other words, we must walk in the Spirit and the Spirit will rule and reign in our lives. Can you imagine, viewers, if all of the earth fear the Lord and every inhabitant of the world stood in awe of Him, this would be a wonderful place to live. Reverence for the house of God is a must. In John 2.16, Jesus speaks and said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, Make not my father's house in house of merchandise. From Genesis to Revelation, the emphasis is on the topic of the self-revealing God, 
This being a known fact then tells us that the number one priority of the church business is to see souls saved. It is sad indeed that many have strayed from the right direction. And a column of reverence for Christ Jesus is revealed by a simple-hearted man in John 9, 35-38. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believed, and he worshipped him. The phrase, I believe, is the most important thing mentioned in the verses just read. The word believe is a verb and requires action on the part of the participant. The scripture verifies itself by telling us that the simple-hearted man worshipped him. Reverence for men of God is important in the Lord's work. Reading 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, 12-13 verses, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. It is the love of the Lord, along with peaceful relationships in the framework of the gospel, that causes the good works to be enjoyed by all the spiritual labors. A great reverence for all the leaders and all that is taught comes about through the power of the Holy Spirit by the pastors of God Almighty. Reverence for old age is very important also. Proverbs 23, 22 states, Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Mom and dad are deserving of the most respect their children can muster up. Think, viewers, of all the times that were there for you, without all that they had to offer you, where would you be today? The real problem today is not so much that children don't love their parents. The problem is such children were never given a good and true foundation in the Lord. Our fortune is such that we are to believe in the saving of the soul. Hebrews 10, 35, 39 says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. If you would like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. 
May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song, He Took My Sins Away.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.